No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today, me, AD, and Flacco are going to be having a conversation with probably the most controversial person that we're ever going to talk to, apparently, <laughs> Nick Fuentes. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you doing? Pretty good. Sneeko was supposed to be on this, and he may be joining us at some point. But uh, yeah, we're in here today to have a conversation, mm-hmm. at least in part because Sneeko has been urging me to, I don't know, accept Nick Fuentes into hip-hop? What are our stated goals for this podcast, Nick? Uh, well, I think we're going to have a good discussion. Um, well, I know that you had on Tariq Nasheed recently, apparently, to debunk me. You know, he <laughs> talked about me and some of my views, so maybe we could talk about some of those things and the uh, recent news with Kanye. But uh, whatever you want to do. Also, is this live or is this pre-recorded? This is not live. We're going to drop it tomorrow. Okay. I was under the impression this was going to be live. Are you live? Uh, no. Oh, okay. Well, that's great. Um, okay. So how would you say that? What, what's your overall opinion of hip-hop? Let's just throw that out there. Let's get some Nick Fuentes opinions on, on hip-hop. Uh, well, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of hip hop. I wouldn't say that I'm like, a, you know, a hip hop head, but I listen to rap music, Main, predominantly Kanye West. I know that's going to sound like I'm bandwagoning because of the recent developments, but I've been a huge Kanye fan for probably five or six years. Um, but I also listen to other things. I listen to um, like Nas and Tribe Called Quest and, uh, and things like that. So I, I like hip hop music. I like rap music. So, so black art is just fine with you. You don't, you don't mind hearing the, the lived experiences of black people. I feel like most people would assume that that's not something you'd be interested in. Uh, no, I, I actually like a lot of, of black music, not just hip hop, but I like soul music. I like funk music, R and B. I'd probably say most of the music I listen to actually is black. I listen to a lot of music. I listen to a lot of white stuff too, but, but yeah, no, I, I enjoy that. So you don't, you don't like to be called a white supremacist? No, no, I don't identify that way at all. Why not? Well, I, I'm a Christian, so, um, you know, there are arguments about genetics and things. Like, I think there's definitely a genetic reality to life about there are white people, and there are black people, and there are Hispanic and Asian people. Like, races are real. But as a Christian, I believe that we all have souls as well. And, uh, and so we're all equal in that sense before God. I think that there are differences between people as individuals and as groups, uh, but we all fundamentally have an equality in the sense that we're all created. So, See, so uh, Nick, you know what you're doing, and you know that people watching this at home are going to read between the lines. When you say race is real, mm-hmm. they're going to take that as a dog whistle. I believe that's how they would use that phrase yeah. Yeah. to to indicate that you're advocating for race realism, a.k.a. black people are not as smart as white people and Asian people. Well, that's not really what race realism is. And I know that Destiny and other and I've, I've seen you entertain this as well. People say that I well, I put on a certain face and I put on a facade and I, I disguise my real views. Um, but I'm very open about my real views. I've been canceled for my real views. I've been canceled because I don't hide my real views. And. When I say race is real, it doesn't that doesn't mean black people are dumber than white people. It means that there there is a reality to race which is both constructed and and biological in the sense that we're race is real in the sense that like you know, some people say I'm not white because I'm Italian, Mexican, and Irish. But for the sake of example, you know, let's say I'm white, and that means certain things to me 
in a constructed way. You know, it means I have a certain nationality and you could say there's a history there and there's a cultural thing. But you could also say there's a genetic component too. like white people have white skin that's determined by genetics. Um, and so race realism is simply the idea that race is a biological reality. Now, what you're talking about is these disparities in IQ, which someone who believes in race would say that disparities in IQ, well, IQ is a heritable uh, characteristics. You would say that that's you know, the difference in IQ between the races is a function of a genetic difference. It doesn't mean that blacks are dumber than whites. Um, and by the way, you know, I brought up Destiny a moment ago because he, he's been popularizing this. He's been trying to say, oh, you know, Nick believes these things, but he's going to put on his good face. You know, Destiny believes in the same facts. He just doesn't believe in the genetic explanation, which is a legitimate explanation. He just doesn't tell you that. Right. So, I mean, would you say that you've been smeared by the mainstream media or whatever as being more racist than you are? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they just they lie about my views because, like I said, I'm very open about my views. I'm not ashamed of them. I'm looking for people to tell my views and I could give it in, in the most extreme way. But people say things like Nick wants to live in a whites only country and Nick thinks whites are better than other people. And it's like, I don't believe those kinds of things. So, yeah, what so is, I am smeared. What is your overall opinion about African-American people? Um, I, I think they're, uh, what do you mean my overall opinion? Just off the back, what do you think about black people? I think they're, um, I think they're good people. I, I, I love people. I love all kinds of people. I love black people. You know, my, my family goes back in Chicago, like four generations. And so my, my family's grown up with black people lived with and among black people for over a hundred years. You know, my grandmother, she grew up in the projects in Chicago. My parents, they ran a security school on the south side of Chicago, South Loop, um, where they train a lot of black people how to shoot guns and become security guards and cops and things like that. I grew up in the suburbs, so I didn't have as much interactions with black people as my parents and grandparents, but um, I, I think they're upstanding people. I, I like their art. Uh, I think they're talented. Um, you know, I'm friends with a lot of black people, so. But you would rather live in an ethno state and all the races just sort of stick together? I wouldn't say that necessarily, because the thing is, is that all countries have some amount of diversity. What I would say is I'm against immigration, because America's always been a white and black country um, since its founding. You know, when the United States was founded or when Europeans began to settle, um, even, even though the obviously blacks were brought over as slaves, when they were emancipated and before that, it was a country that was white and black. And that is a dynamic that's changing in the last 60 years because of immigration. So I, I don't know that I would say like, oh, I'd prefer to. I mean, it is what it is. The country is what it is. I just want to stop immigration. In, in what sense? Like you just think that we allow people into the country too easily or do we not allow the right kinds of people i've heard that argument that it's easy for like low skill workers to get into america and that they sometimes make it hard for like phds to stay in the country it's just too many that's the problem because the thing is i guess i'll say it another way i'm not necessarily against immigration but we have now is like millions of people coming in every year where you're getting tens of millions in a very short amount of time. And it's just changing how the country is fundamentally. Countries can have immigration. They can bring in, you could say a lot of people, 
without changing like the demographic composition of the country, which is what we're doing. We used to have an immigration policy for a long time where it restricted the immigration groups based on national origins, and we would let them in in waves so they would come in and they'd assimilate. What we had after the 65 Immigration Act and the 1990 Immigration Act is they just opened up the spigot of immigration and the people come and they just don't stop and they come in in bigger numbers every year and in every lens and never stops. And what's happening now is it's just totally changing the landscape of the country culturally in terms of the language, our identity as a nation. And that's that's honestly bad for everybody that considers themselves an American, I think. So, I mean, we can have low skilled people to address, you know, the labor needs or high skilled people, depending on you know what you need. But bring in, you know, 100,000 people. Don't bring in like three million people in a year, you know. Right. What I will say is that when I see like a fucking refugee crisis, I'm just like, why is there any kind of pressure on us to allow any more people than we fucking feel like allowing into our country. Like it's just not, it shouldn't be our problem at a certain point. And it's just crazy that we're expected to make this our problem that people are just showing up and trying to come in. I don't yeah. Know. And, and, and that's the question is what is their government's responsibility to their own people? Every time there's a government that, that gets toppled or, you know, there's a horrible economic disaster or something that like, like in Haiti, Haiti's a good example. There's something going on right now. And the Haiti government collapsed because their government stole all this money. You know, they have this deal with Venezuela where Venezuela loans them oil and the Haitian government can defer payment for the oil and they could sell the oil and then make money on it. And then they were supposed to use that for social programs. And the government just stole all the money. So then the when the Venezuelan economy collapsed, they stopped exporting oil and the fuel prices shot up. And now the Haitian government owes the money on the oil. And so now the economy's in free fall. There's gangs controlling the streets. And now all these refugees are coming to the United States and Central like, America. Look at this refugee like, right here. Gang, <laughs> gang. We're talking about Speaking Haitians. Haitians. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like Sneeko, welcome to, the, to the, the, the gang, I guess. Panel. Yeah. Not a gang. I'm not in a gang with Nick. I'll take that back. I'm in a gang with Nick. <laughs> you are. See, I, I, I'm in God's gang with Nick and Yay. Jesus gang. Let's I'm go. glad that you're back. Well, you guys, AD will agree with you on that. He's a big God guy. Oh, definitely. Yeah, but you, I'm glad that Sneeko is here because this was all his plan. I think that the whole theme here is basically Sneeko saying that Nick Fuentes should be normalized and treated like a part of acceptable society, and that's what we're trying to hash out today. He should be. And I think now that Ye's getting canceled and that he just signed with Parlay is proving the fact that if you talk about a specific group, that you will automatically be deplatformed. And you saw, I don't know if you talk, talk about what happened with Nori, but Nori went on every fucking radio show apologizing, uh, apologizing for someone else's comments because all Ye said was he's jealous of Jewish power. That's as far as it went. And then even if someone's That's a on nice your view of what he said, he actually said something like way more aggressive it was, it than was, that. It, yeah, but it was all because of the George Floyd comments. That too. I think like the Jews stuff almost got pushed to the background in favor of people really trying to cancel him for the George Floyd shit. Nah, hell nah. No, I think the Jewish 100%. stuff was definitely like the prominent issue there, right? I think they're both issues, but I just felt like I saw a lot more people honing in on the George Floyd shit. I've never seen anybody, you know, like quote unquote, get mass canceled for being quote unquote racist, right? In terms of somebody black right now, I believe that Kanye... It, it, Especially like um, this morning with um, Hot ninety seven, they brought him on to to like address like his statements towards towards like you know you know you know you know you know, you know the uh, 
you know, like the quote unquote like Jews, right? Not not not, not right, but no, here, right? But look at this though. Again, but the main issue was Kanye was quote unquote anti-Semitic, and he got canceled for that. And then Kanye went on Drinks Champ and pretty much doubled down on on you know his uh, takes on Jews, and that's what I think the issue is, bro. And, and again, like me personally, I don't think that Revolt or uh, you know or or, 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 or like IG or, or or like YouTube is out here canceling Kanye because he says some racist shit. Bro, we don't know if the folks. we don't know if the Drink Champs interview was removed because of Revolt making the decision or YouTube deciding to remove it. Although if you YouTube might have said we're gonna remove it, if you don't remove it. Or Revolt might have just done it on their own accord. Yeah, Nori, it was probably Nori's publicist, his manager called him up and private said, private But Ye Nori was wilding. Yeah. Ye was talking crazy about the Jewish power. So what you need to do to protect yourself in your bank account right now is delete the video and go on every single radio show and apologize or else they're going to come after everything and all your money. And so he did that. He said, okay, it's actually not worth it. I don't care what Ye said. I'm sorry. I just want to keep my bank account and I don't want to go on a no-fly list because of something that Ye said. Well, it is weird if you're Nori and Kanye just starts saying, like, well, George Floyd died of a fentanyl overdose. And, I mean, you're not the fucking coroner. Like, what do you know? Like, like yeah. how is Nori okay, supposed to respond to that? Stick to the science of it, though. Yeah. They said but, that he lost his life because of a lack of oxygen. But does from, Nori you know have I mean? these facts memorized? Like, that's why it's awkward. And that's why people say that we shouldn't platform people like Nick Fuentes. <laughs> He's too smart. <laughs> because they're just going to say some random shit and we're just going to go along with it. But the more specific accusation about Nick is that he is basically bundling up his white supremacist ideas in this this nice sports coat and everything and that he acts real cool. <laughs> hey, I love black art. Yeah, Nas is cool. <laughs> And and that's what I like. That's what people are gonna fucking destroy me for is if I am not perceived as not being aggressive enough towards yeah. Nick. And I seen some shit today, and I said, you know what? I usually don't do my homework and shit like that. Yeah. I seen some <laughs> shit today that made me disgusted as an African American. Well, today. lay it out there, Ad. All right. So for one, you said you never seen black people jog before. <laughs> <laughs> I met Aubrey. Nah, you were disgusted by that. Well, yeah, white people by that jogging because, is a white no, people no, activity. No, 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 but in the but in the sense of Ahmad Aubrey, you know what I'm saying, the way he yeah. lost his life because jogging in a in a neighborhood and in some you know you know what they did to him. That's fucked up. You know what I'm saying? I'm a black person. I don't look like I jog, but I yeah. jog. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> Come on, where do you jog? You jog in yeah. the streets? Nigga, I, no, I don't live in the streets anymore. I'd have moved out the streets, yeah. so I jog in a nice neighborhood. Well, you where still I got street. Street. Yeah. Well, yeah, the street. The sidewalk. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and if you look at the specifics of the case, though, and that that's a little bit of old news, so I may be a little fuzzy on the details, but he was jogging a long way from where he lived. He was jogging in boots. You know, you can jog, but usually jog in sneakers. You jog in gym shoes. You don't jog in boots. And... There was a series of break-ins reported in the area too. And, and he was caught on camera on that construction site. And I remember at the time, Matt Walsh from Daily Wire was like, this is just something that guys do. We go in, we climb the fence, we jump in and we walk around construction sites to say, and it's like, okay, so he's in boots. He's miles from his house. He's jogging. He's on the construction site. There's burglaries in the area. Now I'll admit they pulled the way they pulled a gun on him. I would probably say that was probably over the line. And you know, they got charged for that. I would say, is that, you know, is that a first degree murder? No. You know, what, what do you call that? I'm not like a lawyer. I don't know what you would call that. But the point is they tried to make it out like this was the new Ku Klux Klan. The most you could say about it is the guys were overzealous about it. Um, well, but, yeah, but a guy ended up losing his life at the end of it. Yeah. 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 yeah and, and, yeah, and I think that, uh, 
for, for once again for, for technically jogging. Yeah, right? I mean, you can't you can't argue if all those facts are true of a guy fucking far from home jogging in in uh, in work boots. That yeah, that is pretty out of the ordinary. I think that the main issue people had with it was just the amount of force that those guys demonstrated and how comfortable they seemed to be with like basically taking the law into their own hands. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, I, like I said, should they have pulled a gun on them? Like no. I said, I think that was inappropriate, but you know, they try to expand this because that preceded the George Floyd thing by a few months. They try to turn that into, there's a systemic white supremacy problem among the police. And it's like, that, that's where you draw the line. Is this sort of like a bad situation or does this represent this horrible undercurrent? I think if anything, it's quite the opposite. I think if anything, blacks get treated better than white people. Hell no. I live, listen. Absolutely. I lived in, I lived in some of these, I lived in Compton almost my whole life. And the way the police used to treat me and my friends was, was terrible, bro. And like- Oh, I, not by the police. I'm talking about by the university. I'm talking about by the media, by the institutions. Sorry to interrupt, but- Nah, I, I disagree with that as well, too. I feel like now we're getting a lot of light shed on things because of social media and yeah. people having more voices than they usually have. But before, a lot of shit used to get swept under the rug. Like where I come from, I've seen all type of, you know what I'm saying, injustice that people don't even get to talk about. I got a lot of homeboys behind bars for shit that they didn't do. You know what I mean? Like I, one of my earliest memories that I could tell you about, you know, I remember I was in a neighborhood one time and I got pulled over. And the police, they were asking me, oh, where are you from? And everything, they're checking my tattoos and stuff like that. I tell them, oh, nothing, nothing, whatever it is, what it is. The fucking, I don't know if it's a chief or whoever it was that pulled me over, he just leaves me for like 30 minutes. You know what I'm saying? In a bad neighborhood. And when he comes back, he smiles at me and he has, my key is bent. I can't even drive my car. You know what I'm saying? Like, a, you want me to get hurt. When I was just, you know what I'm saying? Going to work. That's doing your what example I'm of... He let, he let, what, why is the neighborhood bad? What do you mean? Who, who's the in the neighborhood? Bad. We have is that bad. a white neighborhood? Have, yeah, no, it's not a, it's not a white neighborhood. He bent the key. He bent the key. Oh, oh I up. see. Oh, I see. He bent to where, he bent to why do you think to where I couldn't start my car. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Why do you think though, that I guess blacks are, you know, like treated better in, in this country? Or why is it so hard to believe that, that there are racist police officers? I don't, I'm not saying there aren't racist. It's just the officers. idea that the whole institution is white supremacist is way I agree over the with line. That, yeah. No, no, no. That's, ke that's kept to keep people brainwashed and yelling about stupid shit during a quarantine that, so that they focus on non problems yeah. instead of what's really going on. No, but it's, Black it's, Lives Matter didn't solve anything. And they told us to focus on this one instance of George Floyd. So maybe Ye was wrong talking about the Fendo. I'm not sure. But I'm, the whole idea of it was that George Floyd was just used as an example to make everybody outraged, and it worked. And we didn't solve anything with it. $85 million went nowhere, and the neighborhoods that they were trying to protect are worse now. Well, that definitely seems like it's true, yeah. No, but I'm, yeah, and, and the thing is, I don't, I'm not like a big cheerleader for the cops or anything. I'm not like a Blue Lives Matter guy by any stretch. I, I'm not by any stretch a person that's going to say there's no, because there's cops that are assholes to black people and white <laughs> people. And I think the cops as an institution are totally corrupt. When I say that, like George Floyd's a perfect example. Here's a guy who is a criminal. Here's a guy who is dealing drugs. He's got a long rap sheet. He's a burglar. And, and the guy clearly died from fentanyl. The autopsy report in that county said that he died of a heart attack. And he had all these drugs in the system. He not only had fentanyl, but also had methamphetamine in his system. But the, cor so not the really coroner the coroner, said the coroner that he say died that. from he the died knee on his neck, from right? From the knee on his neck. Is there, autopsy is there, said it was a heart attack. Autopsy said it was a heart attack. Is there a disagreement between the, the yeah. autopsy and the coroner? 
I believe there were two autopsies performed. I think there was one that was performed by the county and one that was performed by somebody else. But, but yeah, there was a dispute about that. And they did find drugs in the system. So, and in any case... But what does drugs have to do with the situation of why he got arrested in the first place? Well, he know? died from a... Well, he got arrested because he was trying to pass a counterfeit bill. So he was in the process of committing a crime. And then he was tweaking out because he was high. And then he was in this unfortunate position where, you know, you're high and probably having some kind of a heart attack or some kind of medical episode while you're in the process of an arrest. Well, if you can't the, breathe and you're screaming out, mommy... You know what I'm saying? And you, you're saying that you can't breathe. And, they, you know, they keep putting force on him. I mean... He was saying he couldn't breathe before he was on the ground. He, they were, he was saying he couldn't breathe before they were trying to get him into the cop car. And he was saying that. And I understand what you're saying. But the problem is we start in the middle of the story where you got a guy who's like a criminal. You got a guy who's in the process of committing a crime. And he's high. And people want to start the story where he's on the ground and say, oh, well, you know, they shouldn't have done this technique or whatever. And it sort of ignores the fact that, you know, why do you have so much exposure between the, the police and black people? It's because black people are committing the majority of the violent crime. That's the real problem. If they had a crime rate similar to white people, there'd be a lot fewer incidences overall of police uh, involved or, or, you know, cop involved shootings of black people or, or negative uh, situations like that. So that, that's always the issue. That when I listen to when right. I listen to Nick, I have a hard time trying to dissect it because I, I consider myself a, a truthful person. So when I listen to what he's saying, it's like I'm not I think Nick leads with statistics and facts a lot of time. And that's the problem is that we're meant to think like people like him are, are bad and we're supposed to push back. And if you don't push back, you are going to get in trouble uh, uploading this video. Nah, Part of the reason I got it, I got a couple of strikes. I don't, I don't give a fuck about the pushback and everything. No, like no, that. but I'm I just, just want to finish the point. Like uh, you're ahead, supposed to, or else like that, that was part of the reason I was terminated on YouTube was I was listening to Nick and I was laughing and I wasn't disagreeing, but he could have, he could be on Destiny's channel or he could be on other people's channel who disagree with him and they keep you on. And I think that that should... Show, but when I listened to him and Adam, you, you called him a white supremacist earlier. Well, I'm not I'm, trying, I'm not name calling at all. I'm just trying to get him to be upfront about his. his but you feelings. said that you, you said that Nick is a white supremacist. I'm curious to like what he said specifically that makes you think that. Well, I did hear leaked audio of you comparing a uh, white woman having sex with a dog to having sex with a black man and saying that it was basically the same level of degeneracy. And that was like leaked audio. So I felt like that was kind of telling about what you might say behind the scenes. Yeah. And. You Maybe know. that was a joke. Well, well no, I mean, I, I, I can explain the. About... <laughs> it didn't sound like a joke. Well, hang on. I, I can explain the context of that. And, and the thing is, I'm going to answer that. But first, I want to say the better question is, because I saw your stream yesterday, full disclosure, Adam, on Twitch, where you went over, you went to the SPLC, which right. is an Who, advocacy group. And I would, I will acknowledge that the SPLC has deemed a lot of people and, and different podcasts that I enjoy, like basically hate groups. So I, I don't put a lot of faith in their opinion off rip so i did go there to get some information on stream well, but i'm and, not i'm not saying that i deem them a respectable organization well and 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 that's fair enough but i'm saying the point is and and this is the question that should be asked about that they're advocates that's an advocacy group and they're paid to mine i've been doing streaming for six years i produce thousands and thousands of hours of content they're paid to mine you know the 10 or 15 worst things 10 seconds, like, let, let me ask you, you don't know the, the circumstances surrounding that clip, but it was provided there for you in a 10 second bite for you to get a certain impression of me 
And that clip is from five or six years ago. I know you might say, well, it doesn't matter how old it is because of the content is so offensive. But but it, it sort of begs a certain question, which is, you know, why does this exist? Who's paying for this? To what end? Why is the SPLC? Because at the time, I'm an 18-year-old kid. The circumstances about that is I was at a job training and it was like 3 a.m. It's late at night. It was for a political thing. And I was saying that I'm against race mixing. I think that that people should marry their own kind. I want a white wife. I, that's a value that I have. My race matters to me. My identity matters to me. I want my kids to look like me. I want my grandkids to look like me. I think that's a positive value that I think other people should share as well. Um, I don't judge people that are mixed race. I mean, some people say I'm mixed race. My dad's half Mexican. My mom's Italian. Some people would say that's mixed race. Obviously, I don't hate people that are mixed race or, or people that race mix, but it's just not, it's just a value for me. And anyway, so I was explaining that. And this girl picks up her phone because I'm saying something that's contrary because it's, you can't be against race mixing, even though everybody was and, and every race other than whites still is. Even black people say that all the time. I want to have black kids. I want to raise a no, black no, family. No, no. I'm it, black and proud. If black people say that, nobody blinks an eye. But when Nick says it, people are automatically assuming that it's something racist. No, no, you. And I think, I think in that context, I think that that could be a joke. And I think that if you record any white kids Call of Duty lobby when they're 18 years old, or you record anybody at 3 a.m. when they're not knowing, I've made jokes like that. I make jokes about every single race. It doesn't mean that you're a racist person. But nowadays, you have to be very careful at any moment because you never know when someone's going to record it. Well, wait, but she. So, so the point is, I'm saying like. So that, that's the part that wasn't recorded as I'm saying I'm against race mixing. Well, she sees me saying something that you're not supposed to say and says, I'm going to cancel this guy. So she gets her phone out and starts recording and says, hey, Nick, so do you think that having sex with a black guy is the same as having sex with a dog? So I didn't say that. that those words were not my words. I was saying I'm against race mixing. She gets the phone out and phrases it, that frames it that way. And I said, no. I said, no. And Adam, you saw the clip. I said, no, it's not the same. I said, but they both be degenerate. I said, they both be wrong. And then the same way that I would say, yeah, incest is wrong. Is incest the same as bestiality? No. Is rape the same as bestiality? You know, these are all things which I would They're consider both wrong. They're yeah. Both but the, but Nico just it, hops on board and is basically like, oh yeah, it's fucked up. For I heard him to... explain this whole thing before. He, but you think race the... mixing is bad? I don't think race mixing is bad, but I I respect his opinion to think that he wants to further the white race and have white kids. See, I'm not, I, I'm not gonna judge what he wants to do. I would have thought in any other timeline that Nick saying like, oh, white people should just be with other white people. I would have thought that that would be a super controversial statement, but it's hard for me to really take it that controversially when we've had people like Tariq Nasheed on here who clearly says the same thing about yep. black people. Kevin Samuels basically said the same thing yep. about black no, people. People, had, people say that all the time. That's The, the problem wasn't that. White people don't it, say it, that. A, white people are not allowed to say that. He just said it. I would, that's why he's canceled. He's on a no-fly list. It's but just hard for I'm me saying. to really take issue with him saying that when I feel like there's so many... People of other races who basically say the same yeah, thing publicly indeed. and aren't really like held in any kind Accountable. of negative light no. for it. I think that's why Nick was saying that it's easier to be a minority nowadays. I think you, when he talks about that, he's talking about freedom of speech. I think I, I have a I'm a protected class being uh, Asian, black and white. I'm able to talk about a, about a lot of things and make jokes that Nick is not capable of. But even then, you could still tote the line and get canceled as uh, we've both been terminated. Right. But, uh, yeah, I, I still haven't seen you. I, I disagree. I've heard uh, Destiny bring up that same instance. I'm curious. So, like, what do you think Nick has said that's made you think he's a white supremacist besides that? What about um, 
the uh, the black people hands should be cut off at the airport. Oh, <laughs> well, I, didn't, I don't mean that. <laughs> <laughs> like what? How, in what context? Well, he, this was part of a joke. It's part of, because <laughs> I'm talking about. Man. Tell I mean, as I'm talking about how you know, <laughs> there was this development where uh, I think it was American Airlines or one of the big airlines said that uh, gay men or or well, it's not just gay men. It says that men. Can wear the girls flight attendant uniform and the girls can wear the male flight attendant uniform and i said you know you look at these videos from world star whatever on social media of black people fighting on planes and you know and i don't know i mean you're going to pretend this doesn't exist like these videos of black people fighting everywhere at disney world at the airport everybody at restaurants what's that everybody fights everywhere not like that. Not. I just you, seen you, a white nigga hit somebody, bam, in the back of the head on a plane. Yeah, come on, Nick. It happens there, everywhere. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not, not to say just, that it's, it's not to say that it's black not, people are the just, only people. It's not just black okay. people. Everybody <laughs> fights everywhere. So you're in. I mean, listen. it's not no denial. It's the truth. It is denial. It is it's, denial to so say that that's only, not like. So you're a black saying phenomenon. only black people fight at Disneyland and fight in airports and airlines. I'm saying that you when I go on social media, you with the truth, not what you see on social media, where's the facts? I can show you videos right now where white people, black people, Mexican people, Asian people, everybody's fighting everywhere. That, yeah, it really, okay. I, I know everybody fights, but I'm just saying what so I see on social single, media. Why single out? It happens black more people. with black people. It happens way more with black people. You see, I, uh, I came up to the same conclusion before I even knew Nick when they were talking about the stop Asian hate crimes in New York City. And then I talked to every single Asian person and like I went to these protests and it made me really upset. I watched all the videos and the uncomfortable truth was Asians were afraid to talk about how most of the attacks, I would say 90% of them were black people because it's a protected class. You don't want to come off racist. And so they lumped it in and they, they used the crime statistics, which is hate crime. And hate crime is anything. If you say the word, um, if you use a racial slur against an Asian person, that's a hate crime. But the stop Asian hate attacks was like when an old Asian lady gets pushed over into the train tracks or an old Asian lady gets punched in the head 40, 40 times. And if you look at what race is doing that, it was black people. And the reason, whatever justification you want to make for it, overall in New York City, there's more bums, there's more homeless people, there's more poor people that are black than other races. And so that's why poor people commit crimes more often. Again, like he's not wrong. Like We're 14% of the population and we're responsible for a 50% of the violent crime. So he's not wrong. Like, we commit violent crimes more than any other race. But I guess where AD point is, simply just fighting at Disney World or at an airport, how do you just attribute that to black people? Well, and, and this is where tone matters. When I say I want to chop people's hands off, what I said was, I you know, you think about airplanes and airport security and it's TSA and everything because of what, Al-Qaeda, 9-11. I said, well, and, and this is explaining the joke kind of defeats the point of it. But I said, well, I'd rather have the Taliban run the airlines and cut off the hands of all the black people fighting on the airplanes and put the flight attendants in burqas than have what we have now, the current TSA regime, where you're going to have black people fighting on the plane and then a male flight attendant in high heels is going to go run and break it up. It wasn't a assertion of fact of like, well, I look, we looked at the data and black people are fighting on airplanes more than anybody. Although I, pres I presume that's true. I haven't done the research, but I presume that's true. And so that's a joke. And, and the point is AD, and I'm a little bit disappointed. If you can't say like, you know what I'm talking about, if you're going to get, if you're going to take umbrage at the fact that I say black people are fighting at the airport in Disneyland and say, well, white people fight too. Like, you don't know what I'm talking about. 
that's just like either dishonest or delusional. I mean, I'm just telling it to you straight up to say that that makes me a racist because I have fucking eyeballs. Oh, I didn't. And call, I see what I people say. I didn't call you Twitter. anything. I'm just saying this wrong. Well, you said it was white supremacists. See, both of the instances that you guys brought up were kind of jokes. You didn't hear white supremacists come out of my mouth for any. any no, that, that was the question. My my question was, can you name something that makes Nick a, a white supremacist? And uh, both of you brought up jokes that, like, out of context, in the way you're saying it sounds bad. But that's what social media does now. You take things out of context to position somebody in a bad way. I believe, but, I believe that 100%. You're right. Right. So, and I think that kind of proves what you just brought up. But like, what belief has Nick said that makes you think that he's uh, a racist or a white supremacist? With the question, though. So isn't like, uh, again, I may be, you know, like severely misinformed. Isn't a white supremacist just, just like somebody who thinks that white folks are supreme, right? Yeah. To the other races. Well, Nick, like, don't you think that white folks are supreme? No, and I, I answered okay. that earlier. And the thing is about, you know, so-called white supremacy is it's it's it has to be a materialist worldview. You can all in my opinion. Well, actually, that's not totally true. But as far as white people go, for the most part, you really have to not believe in the soul and believe in God to be a white supremacist. You can't you can't be a Christian. You can't be which is what most religious white people are. You can't be a Christian and say that white people are better than other people because Christianity is a universal religion. It says in the Bible, you know, that uh, neither Gentile nor Jew. Now, people take that to mean like, oh, that that means everybody's equal all the time or something. But it means that we're all Christian. We all have a brotherhood in Christ and we are all equal before God in, in terms of our soul. For you to say that white people as a race are better than other people, it's like, well, in what sense? Then you'd have to measure it out. And attribute supreme value to a particular thing and say, well, if white people are better at something than another group of people, that makes them better as a holistic thing. And that, again, that you have to be non-religious to view it that way. So it's it, white supremacy is incompatible with being a Christian. And I'm, I'm Catholic. I am Christian. So, yeah. Now, a better question is, what do you think that white folks are better at, you know, than I guess any any other race? Better at than any other race? Yeah. Well, um. Well, I would say that every race has their strength. I would say the white people are very good at uh, literature and architecture and philosophy and um, basically and, everything. Well, no, I mean, he, didn't, he didn't say anything. He didn't, no, he and didn't talk about dance. <laughs> he didn't talk about culture. He didn't talk about art. He didn't talk about creativity. He talked about pattern recognition. So you think that the soul of a black person is to be like a great artist or dancer or what? Basketball player, football well, player? Well, no, not, now you're talking about soul. I think that yeah, I mean, black people are great athletes and they're great artists. And that's not to say that black people can't be other things or do other things, but we're but talking just, about the strengths. In general. And yeah, I, I see that this is, I think I just saw the hypocrisy here. See, if we ask AD and uh, your your name is Josh? <laughs> no, that's Flacco. I'm off of Flacco and AD, if we ask you, like, what do you think black people are better at than white people? You would both say dancing, music, basketball. Like and probably make fun of white people for being awkward, and nobody will get mad. Nobody will get mad at that. Everybody would accept that as a universal truth. That in general, black people are are better at music. And then Nick says an honest answer: better at innovation, better at architecture. And then it's like, oh well, so black people can't do it, right? See, it, you get offended when when Nick is truthful about the white race, but you can be truthful about other races, and then nobody blinks an eye. Hey, well, I have a and, question though, right? So, oh, sorry. No, you go ahead. No, 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 no. So, like, when, like, Nick says that white folks are better at, like, innovation, like, what did that mean? Well, here's a good example. Asians, if you look at IQ, we talked about IQ earlier. 
uh, Asians actually outperform whites dramatically on uh, on IQ tests and on um, math tests. And if you look at some of these tests, standardized tests before university. So if you were to say strictly by IQ and by certain tests, you would say actually that Asians are smarter. Now, would you call me that? Because I say that, would you call me an Asian supremacist? You would, would you say that I think that Asians are better than everybody because they have a higher IQ in terms of this metric? When I say whites are more innovative, it's because although Asians have very high IQ, and I'm clearly predisposed to being good at math. I know that's like a stereotype, but it's it's based on fact. They outperform every other group in math. Um, they're they're not as innovative, and that has a lot to do with their culture. That has a lot to do with their history, and and of course, history and culture are in fact bound up with genetics. Behavior is bound up with genetics. You know, we say things like the fruit doesn't fall far from the tree. What does that mean? Children are like their parents. And, and there's a question about, is that nature? Is that nurture? It has a great deal to do with nature, more so than many people care to admit. And the point is, so Asians, although you could say in one sense, they're smarter, you said better than other groups, they're maybe not as innovative. That's why they steal American technology. That's why they, they struggle to do a lot of things the Americans do. Um, and, and so the point is, and I get back to the, the previous point, all human beings, I believe, have inherent dignity, and they have a soul, and they have a, a, a brotherhood and universality and equality before God. Um, but that, but that does not change the fact that there are inequalities between peoples and groups on various different things. But would you say that because blacks are better athletes, that they're better, they're the best, the best race? Would you say that because Asians are the best at math, that they're the best race, or because you know whites have the finest literature, that they're the best? You know, who's to say? The, those are all material things. Those are all based on you know material conditions. If you have a religious view, then we're not just material, we have souls. And so we shouldn't be afforded rights and respect and dignity based on the fact they're all human beings. And, and I will say, though, that that conversation, it is very weird that that's not a conversation that's really allowed to be had in public. And obviously somebody like Nick, who's been, you know, characterized the way that he has been publicly, him having that conversation, a lot of people are going to reject it or whatever. But like a lot of people have had their careers basically dismantled for just having the the nerve to have the conversation about the correlation between race and iq yeah man you gotta uh, just yeah. deal with bitcoin now or what yeah i i basically just do bitcoin i mean the thing is i've had checking accounts they just keep getting banned you know i had a checking i got banned from bank of america i got banned from chase i got banned from us bank i got banned from i think one other one i was on a local bank they just banned me a month ago i started up a new bank account i'm hoping that goes okay um but but yeah i mean the the censorship thing is really critical because it's like kanye you know years ago people for well maybe they forget maybe not he went on TMZ and said slavery was a choice. Now, would you say that that constitutes something like slavery denial, if there's such a thing? We don't have exactly. a word for it. There's no museums. But would you say that constitutes something that can do? That well, he said slavery is a choice. Yeah. And you, he was fine. He was fine. He put out his Jesus is King album. He put out Donda. He performed in Atlanta. He performed in Chicago and Miami. Then he said white lives matter. And he started talking about Jews. Then he lost his bank account. Then he got kicked out of stadiums. Then he got locked out of Instagram. Then he got locked out of Twitter. It's like, yeah, that's kind of says where the parameters are. What's the line you can't cross? Everybody knows it's Jews. So it's not comparable to blacks and Asians. Jews have the ultimate power. And, that, and that's not even anything hateful. I don't want people to label me as anti-Semitic. I'm already canceled, but that's just true. They have ultimate control and power and they will abuse it if they need to protect their, their agenda.
Yeah, I mean, there's no use arguing that one since we just saw it happen in front of our eyes with the Kanye bank situation. It's like, I mean, I don't know if he's going to end up regretting that one, that one is wild. having said that shit or what, but no, I not. mean... He's a genuine person. I, I think it's good that he's starting this conversation because like me and Nick tried to have it, but we only have a, a limited level of power. The fact that one of the most famous artists of all time and a billionaire saying it is like, good. Now people are going to start turning their heads to this. Because this mm -hmm. is the thing. I look down upon it, but there are a lot of fucking people out there who do not like Jewish people. And Kanye really is the first person I could pretty much think of in terms of like major celebrities to they come out and really take that stance that you know that a lot of people would say behind closed doors. So they the fact that he did it, because he really it. sees himself as like the vanguard that's going to say the Jewish things that up. nobody else well, will he say. Says, he says that black people aren't, can never be anti-Semitic because we are Jews. That's what that's what Kanye says. Yeah, yeah now. He yeah, got now, the battery in his back from Candace and he's out here saying yeah. shit that nobody ever said before. Yeah, I definitely think Kanye is wrong. Like when like he tried to like do the whole type of Negro shit of like, yo, but like black folks is the original. Yeah. Yeah, what the fuck does that mean? Yeah, bro. Like, Nick Cannon got canceled for that though, because he brought like some yeah. dude on and who was saying that black folks are the original Jews, you know, and all type of hotep shit. Yeah. Damn. But what is Yeah, that, that comes mean? from Farrakhan. That comes from Minister Farrakhan and the Nation of Islam. Because because right. Farrakhan has talked to Ye and he's talked to Nick Cannon and these other guys. And yeah, I, I don't subscribe to the black hotep stuff, but um, you know, and, and Ye is coming at it from a position of credibility too. I mean, a lot of people are so quick to have this allergic reaction, anybody talking about Jews, but it's like if anybody knew, wouldn't it be a guy like Ye? Because he's not only like one of the biggest guys in music, period, but he's also one of the biggest guys in streetwear, period. And he's like, he's talked about for years that he's interested in business and he wants to do architecture and he wants to do clothing and he wants to do all these different kinds of things. And it's like, so if anybody would know he's been to the White House, wouldn't it be him of all people? Because, and the point being is, Whenever you talk about Jews, people say, well, there's something wrong with you. Like you have some, you're like a sick individual or you have some trauma or you're insane or you're a grifter. And it's like, you look at Ye, who's clearly none of those things. Like he's rich. He's clearly he's going through a mental fucking breakdown. No, but nah, I don't think he's been so. on a mental he's, breakdown for six years. He's going through a mental breakdown. And then he's got oh. a bunch of right wing grifters like Candace Owens, who got the battery in his back. He's just going out there to people like Nori, who have never heard them. And he's just reiterating right wing talking points that Candace is feeding him. And anybody who's, anybody who's watched her can, can see it transparently. Candace Owens is not talking married about married to you. a Jew, right? Candace is Candace smart Owens enough to not say that shit publicly, but I'm sure he has all kinds of sources for his ideas at this point. No, nah, I think it's just him working in all types of industries and seeing, if you work in the music industry, you know, every single drill rapper has a Jewish guy behind him and they profit off of murder. In every single industry, if you look at the end of the, of the rabbit hole, it's always a Jew who controls it. Everybody estate, who has a chance to is profiting off of murder in the yeah. entertainment okay. industry. Okay. All right, all right, but it, that... Besides the point, Adam, that's the truth. You're behind saying the, the, scenes, the label, the label owners, the you know, the people behind the, the label scenes. owners, the real estate owners, like all the people with the most amount of money behind the scenes is a Jewish guy. And I think for Kanye to become a billionaire, he's seen a repeated pattern and he's a type of guy who wants to give the power, that same power to his people. And so he's talking about the fact that, look, why are we out here slaving away for Jews who are profiting off of us killing each other? Yo. And he's been saying this for years, even before this, you know, you say, well, he's in the midst of a mental breakdown. He's been talking about this stuff since 2013. When he was on The Breakfast Club yep. in 2013, he said blacks don't have the same connections Jews do. And then the ADL came after him and said, that's anti-Semitic. That's an age old anti-Semitic trope. And it's like, well, it's true. I mean, it's obviously true that Jews have connections 
everywhere and finance, Hollywood, media, universities. They're they're overly represented in university, 1,200%. 1,200% more Jews in Ivy League universities than in the American population. So it's a factual statement. Is that but because the, uh, affirmative action helps them get more placement? Well, no. no. Well, number one, no. And that's neither here nor there because it's a factual statement. You could say, well, why is it? But it's true. And he got called anti-Semitic by a Jewish group. You know, you could say, well, they're more overrepresented for one reason or another reason, but they are overrepresented. They do have connections. And Ye said, you know, blacks need connections like Jewish people have connections. Factual statement. And the ADL, which is Jewish, says, you're anti-Semitic. You need to apologize. You're a terrible person. And Farrakhan backed him up. So he's been saying this for years. It's just that, and he said in the interview, he said, you know, he didn't want to split apart his family because obviously to, to say these things, he said he was living in a glass prison where he's he's up there, he's elevated, he's got the big house and everything, but he can't say what he needs to say, even though he's uh, influential and rich and everything. He's still in a prison because there's certain lines he can't cross and he wanted to hold his family together. And then he said he finally had enough. That was in the, the Tucker interview. So that I would push And back I think against. it's pretty, it's too easy to overwrite ever something that, by saying that he's just um, he's a bot for Candace Owens or he's repeating right wing talking points and that he's on a mental breakdown. or He's insane. I just did a podcast, uh, Adam, with academics two days before you. Mm. And he said the exact same thing. And I was talking about what Ye was trying to expose before the, the drink champs interview. And he said the same thing. He's uh, oh, he's a, clearly off his meds, bipolar. Bro, so he's been off his meds in a bipolar mental manic episode for fucking six years. He went to the hospital in 2016 after the Pablo show. So if he's been on a six year long manic episode, that's the longest manic, manic episode ever. And Listen, even in that me, period, he's me, made billions of dollars. Me and academics have been paying extremely close attention to, or to Kanye's life for like, in my case, easily like 20 years. Like since he first, first came on the scene. And my honest perspective is that, yes, the stresses of just being un unbelievably rich and having his family taken away from him and all these other things are weighing on him to the extent that he's having something that I would describe as a mental breakdown. I would say that that is fair six to say. Years straight. And I think it's very convenient that a lot of these right wing type people are just there to sort of like slide their narrative in with him. But I mean, you're right. Like he's been very susceptible to this stuff for a long time. And I realize that when I talk about him like that, that I'm kind of infantilizing him, I believe is how you say it. Yeah, and, you, you know, I think that's probably kind of fair, but I feel like he's in like a weakened mental state and that people are taking advantage of it. Yeah, I just would disagree with that because, um, you know, the people around him are not pushing anti-Jewish views. I mean, Nobody Candace is. Owens. Yeah, and and certainly not Candace Owens. And and to some extent, well, he, here here would be my counterexample. In 2018, when he put on the MAGA hat and he went to the White House, two people came in. Candace Owens, who is his friend, and Candace Owens, at the time, she works now for Ben Shapiro at Daily Wire. At that time, she worked for Turning Point USA. She worked for Charlie Kirk. And so Candace Owens with Charlie Kirk was meeting with Ye, and they were trying to get him to uh, do Blexit conferences and do turning point stuff. And if you remember, if you, it was in the end of the summer, I think in the beginning of the fall 2018, Kanye said, I'm done with politics. I'm being used and I don't like it anymore. So even at, even you could say at the height, if you're saying that he's in a mental health crisis, when he released the album, Ye, I'm bipolar, it's awesome. Even then he recognized Oh, like Charlie Kirk and Turning Point are using me. He recognized that within months and said, yeah, I'm not really about this. I'm done with politics. He comes back later 
And this time, uh, you know, nobody's putting this Jew. You know, you could say that if he was doing Blexit, yeah, that's a Charlie Kirk program. Candace Owens, I believe, like Sneeko said, is married to a Jew. At the minimum, she works for Ben Shapiro, who's a Zio Jew, a turbo Jew. Zionist Jew. So Talk it's Jew. certainly... It's not him, and it, or it's not her, and it's not Scott Adams who he follows, or Ali Alexander, or any of his other political contacts. That's that's it's probably Farrakhan, somebody he's been talking to since 2013 at least. And I would say that it's uh, it's awfully convenient for whenever a Jewish, whenever people talk about Jews, it's convenient to say, oh well, they're just crazy. Oh well, people are always rationalizing, looking for an excuse instead of. And this is what I put on my telegram when it happened. What did he say that was factually wrong? Are Jews not all over the media industry? Like, is that not true? It is true. And is talking about their influence, is that off limits for everybody in every circumstance? Like, are we not permitted to talk about how many Jews are in media and what their influence might look like and what the implications of that are? Why is that, why is that a bad thing? Why do you have to be uh, crazy to talk about that? It is interesting how we've been sort of trained to understand that certain things are off limits. And we all reaction, reactively knew that Kanye had officially crossed a line that nobody cross. had really crossed and that would I feel be like probably three, right? devastating for his career. Yeah, but he said a lot of stuff in the Drink Champs interview that's pretty much like on par with the DEFCON 3 thing or maybe even crazier. Yeah. But uh, Nick, w one thing I was surprised by is because I would have thought of you as being somebody who was like extremely pro-America, but then I read a quote that said that you said that basically Ukraine deserves what they're getting right now from Russia because Ukraine is aligned with America and America is the great Satan. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, so I would distinguish between America, which is like you and me and Sneeko and like the people and like- What about me and Vlaco? And yeah, and you guys too. So I just don't really know you guys as well. Wait, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? The two black what? guys? Well, no, I don't, I don't know Flaco. AD, I just I just All saw right. you recently. Um, but yeah, you guys too. You guys are America and people like Kanye and Candace Owens for that matter and John Miller and everybody. Um, and I would distinguish that from- the regime, what I call the regime, what some people call the government, I call it the regime because America isn't just run. The, the authority in America doesn't just come from the government. It comes from a, a true regime in the sense that the government is influenced by the media and the government influences the media. And the same is true of Silicon Valley and the same is true of the banks and the same is true of Wall Street. And really what you have are maybe five to 10,000 decision makers across many elite institutions that are making decisions inside the government, outside the government. And the government is in bed with private institutions too. They're in bed with the, the Federal Reserve and the banks and BlackRock and Wall Street and so on. Anyway, and so I, when I talk about America's great Satan and Ukraine should be punished and all this, I'm talking about this regime. I think the regime of America's evil. They do regime change in Libya. They do regime change in Iraq. They do regime change in, in the Balkans. And they did regime change in Ukraine. In 2014, the United States overthrew the democratically elected government of Ukraine, and they installed a pro-Western leader who is going to invite the European Union and NATO into their country, which Putin had said for years was a red line for Russia. And, you know, and, and they fought this. They really have been fighting for eight years Realistically, ever since the Maidan revolution in 2014, there's been this proxy war going on between the separatists in Donbass and the Ukrainian government backed by NATO um, in Kiev. 
And so when I say the U.S. is a great Satan, I mean our military, our State Department, the government, our companies, our, our uh, NGOs and multinational corporations, they're spreading sin, they're spreading decadence, they're spreading liberalism, they're spreading evil and death and destruction all around the world. And so insofar as Russia is opposed to the hegemony of the American regime, and I am opposed to the American regime, then that sort of makes us allies. Interesting. So you're hoping that Ukraine gets wiped off the face of the planet, or are you looking forward to nuclear war? Or how, what are you hoping for in this whole thing? Well, I, I've been urging uh, de-escalation. I think that the United States needs an off-ramp here. I mean, because things just keep escalating. On it's reciprocal on both sides. And it is going to turn into a nuclear war if there isn't restraint, because it just keeps escalating. Um, and so I think the United States needs to accept that Russia is going to win this war. They can't like it's literally is not allowable for Putin to to lose this war. So we need to recognize that we need to recognize that Ukraine's not going to win. They're not going to take back Crimea. They're not going to take back Luhansk and Donetsk. <clears throat> so I think they should just withdraw, give it up. Like like Elon Musk said, let's hold a U.N. monitored referendum in the breakaway districts. Let's say Crimea and Donbass are part of Russia. Let's say Ukraine will never join NATO. You know, I, I think that that's a fair resolution, which is what was sought for 20 years. Right. Yeah. I mean, it does seem pretty crazy seeing everybody say that the risk of nuclear war is so much higher right now. But I mean, there's still still a long way to go before we actually see Putin have, feel like he has to make that move. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, <clears throat> the, the good thing is after Putin annexed those territories, the United States didn't really retaliate. So I thought that was sort of a good sign. But, you know, they blew up those pipelines. They blew up the bridge connecting Russia and Crimea. So it's just like, no, there's just no restraint here. There needs to be some restraint. Nick, there's one thing that I know these guys definitely want to hear you talk about. Why are you celibate? Uh, well, you know, the easy answer is I am Catholic. So I think it's a sin uh, to, to have premarital sex. Yes. So you are I a virgin at this time? Yes. Wow. So, yeah. So I think that the only the only morally licit sex is within marriage, which is how it was for you know thousands of years. Um, but but also I'm I'm just sort of uh, you know I'm like an eccentric. What you got to understand about me is I'm like an eccentric genius. Okay. So I mean, not not only do I like not only am I celibate because it's like the right thing to do, but also I'm just not really interested. He in He can't sex. connect with bots. He he can't connect to normies to on that level. level. What's that? <laughs> No, he's anti-porn. Anti no, I'm anti. I'm anti well. You don't need porno to I'll beat your dick, though. So you're just you're you're on permanent semen retention mode. <laughs> well, I want to get married eventually. I'm gonna get so you're saving all your jizz for your future wife. That's right. Yeah. Well, Wait, for my, Nick, how old are you? I have kids. I'm 24. Oh, he's a kid. That's what I couldn't believe when he said that he was 18, saying that thing about the white woman fucking the dog, being like fucking the black guy. Like, he's got white power in his fucking veins, bro. <laughs> like, he knew you from a young older? age. That's kind of like, like, I That's feel like a lot of people, afraid of him, man. I'm thinking he's, he's fucking guy. 37 years old. And no. he's been <laughs> He hell? was a college student causing havoc. That's how, like, yeah, he's he like, became famous. He's like a Nazi whiz kid. It's crazy. I'm not a Nazi. Come on, you know, ish. Come on. You know, like, in <laughs> that ballpark. Ish, right? I'm a nice guy. And the thing is, like, and I put this on my Telegram. I'm, I'm, I want what's right for the country. I want to tell the truth, and the truth is uncomfortable. Like, I, yep. believe me, I wish I could be a liberal because liberalism has a lot of nice promises. Sounds fun. 
Yeah, and that would be very easy for me to be a liberal. I was a libertarian when I was in high school, um, but I, were. you know, I just realized the world is a certain way, and I wish it weren't that way. Like, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but like, inequality is baked into the cake. It's that's sad. It's tragic in a lot of ways, but that's a human condition. And I think that the answer is compassion. The answer is compassion and understanding and respect and love for people. But we have to tell the truth because the world is going crazy right now. The world's going to shit. Things are obviously declining. And the only way that we're going to turn it around is if we have some common sense and, and just call it what it is. And sometimes that makes people uncomfortable and it sounds a certain way. And I know I'm belligerent. I can be belligerent, can be offensive sometimes. And we need to follow God overall. Everything yeah. is better aligned if we follow God. Nick, I just left uh, Adam 22 studio and that dude has a lot of Satan shit up in there, man. You got a go head and yeah, he's uh, I have one little he's like Satan down, head uh, statue that somebody he has gave one me. Satan head statue on his desk. He's got a Satan little doll behind it. <laughs> somebody sent Satan that tattoo. to me randomly. I didn't go out of my I'm way not, to get either of these. I'm things. He's got a that. Satan tattoo on his hand. He's got an upside down cross tattered on his face. I got and, I got trust God on my knuckles, man. I ain't, I ain't with that. You, you got an iPod face. tattoo. I do too. Yo, I need tattoos. Yo, Nick Ken. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to look like Rick Ross. I know, right? No, Nick, can we talk about the white devil, a.k.a. white liberals? So pretty much like the same people 60 years ago and who was telling us that, yo, it's it's a their cafe and like they can kick you out, you know, because you're black and that's perfectly fine. Those are the same motherfuckers telling us now, yo, it's their platform. They can kick you off if they don't like your opinion. And now what's your opinion on white liberals? I believe that they're our number one enemy. You're like repeating his talking points back at him. Who, Nick? And no. it just sounds no, no. like, yeah, you are. It sounds less racist. No one's going to call you a Nazi for saying the same shit that Nick said. I, I've uh, never heard uh, Nick say that. Well, go ahead, Nick. Sorry. True, yeah, because I would say it's Jews. I wouldn't say it's white liberals. Oh. No, 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 no. Well, yeah, it's white well, liberals for sure, for sure, man. White liberals are definitely the devil. Here's why, though. Because if you look at white liberals, <clears throat> and at least the radical, and when we're talking about white, I mean white, ACLU and... And other left-wing groups, they used to defend free speech. If you look at like ACLU, American Civil Liberties Union, they're a, they're a left group, but they defended the skinheads in uh, Skokie, Illinois, when the skinhead, when the neo-Nazis or the, the Ku Klux Klan wanted to do a parade. Yeah, they switched their whole shit up and nobody fucking talks about it. Yeah. Not not that I support that, obviously, but it's right, like they, right. they were left and they defended free speech <laughs> and now, but now they're not like that anymore. The, the urge for censorship is really coming from the, the Jewish left. And it's not to say that there aren't white. There obviously are white liberals that are hopped up on that, too. And I'd agree with you. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're imperialists. They're tyrants. You know, they're trying to impose their way of life. But um, I think a lot of it does <laughs> so stem we're supposed from... To just accept that the Jews are tyrants who want to change our way of life? They are. I mean, they are. I what mean, do the they ADL, want to change our way of life to? It Liberal, they international... Um, no, nah, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Say it again, Stego. Sorry. Huh? Say that again, please. Sorry. I said they want to further a globalist agenda. They want to continue their power and they want to keep most of the wealth for themselves. Globalism benefits the Jews. Shit. Yes. Hey, man. It, I mean, I, again, I need a fact check because yeah. I'm not prepared to debate that particular part of this argument, but whatever. I hope I don't. I don't. What are they going to take now? <laughs> no, for sure. I just like feel like I should be able to like offer some kind of rebuttal to that, but I don't really know. I'm not learned enough on the topic. Well, I mean, you could. I I could argue the other side or whatever. I, the thing is, is like 
there is no voice for this side. That's that's to me what's peculiar. Because the thing is, I wasn't very, I wasn't much different from any of you guys when I, because I've been interested in politics for like twelve years. So, I mean, I was like a re, like a real young oh, I was kid. Like you was twelve. Yeah, literally when I was twelve, that's when I read Mil- Milton Friedman, Free to Choose, and I became real libertarian and everything. Um, and and I grew up in a normal working class household. Like I said. Neither of my parents went to college. I'm like an American ethnic. I have no WASP DNA. You know, I'm Catholic. I I went, I was in a white suburb and I believed what was kind of fashionable at the time, which was, you know, sort of like this right libertarian, libertarianism stuff. And I went to college and I was like, I was a Zionist. I was like defending Israel. What? And oh yeah, big time. You? And, yeah. Wow. I was even going to work for Ben Shapiro at one point at Daily Wire. And what happened was... You know, uh, well, the the big thing to me, I was actually defending Obama, believe it or not, in 2016, and I told the story on a stream recently. I don't believe it. Really? <laughs> I, and I hate, I hated Obama. I hated Obama, but we um, yeah, did we? In December 2016, not I. He uh, he didn't veto a Security Council resolution condemning Israel because uh, you know Israel's doing these civilian settlements in the West Bank. And the international community condemns it. Technically, the United States, it's against our policy, too, since 1967. And so Obama didn't veto this resolution condemning them. And all the conservatives, and I was a Zionist conservative, too, they were all like, oh, you're an anti-Semite because you didn't. And I said, wait a second. I'm like, Israel's going against our own foreign policy. Obama just abstained from voting. Why is that our obligation to serve them? And they said, well, you're anti-Semitic for asking that. And I said, what? I'm like, doesn't even make any sense. I'm like, that's no different than we talk about certain things and they call us racist, sexist, Islamophobic. How is this any different? And they said, well, you just can't ask that. And I said, well, why is there so much foreign aid to Israel? Why are there so many you know, Jewish people in media? And they said, well, you can't ask that. If you ask that, we're going to stop talking to you. And then they did. I was talking to this girl in college, Cassie Dillon, and she worked at Daily Wire, and I was asking her, why do we give them $3.8 billion per year? Why, why did they write the clean break memo in 1994, which was basically laid the plans for the Iraq war eight years before, nine years before it happened, and so on? And she was a good friend of mine. She got me my show. I started my show because of her. And she texted me at one point and said, Nick, we're not in the same movement anymore. You're an anti-Semite. I'm blocking you on everything. And then for months, she would watch my show every night and call my boss and say, Nick just said this, Nick just said that. You need to fire him. You need to take him off the air. She was sending things from my show to Media Matters. Media Matters is like one of the big left-wing, like handler, minder groups, like SPLC or ADL. She was a conservative. She worked at Daily Wire. And she was collaborating with Media Matters to, to smear me when I was 18, when I was a kid. And I was like, Okay, so obviously it's legit. I mean, that doesn't prove it's legit, but it's a pretty good heuristic that it's like if you're asking a question and instead of getting a persuasive rebuttal, they just cancel you. That's again, it doesn't prove it's true, but it's a pretty good heuristic that it probably has some legitimacy to it. So that that's how I, people say I'm like this twisted freak or like, oh, you know, there's something wrong with you. You're a grifter. It's like I believed a lot of fashionable things and then based on experience and based on reading, I realized I was wrong, you know, and, and then I go out and say it and then I get shunned 
And then I come on here and Adam says, well, I've never heard this before. I don't I don't know how to rebut that. It's like because he just heard the talking points that make him seem like a bad person because they they try to censor the truth. Well, and I'm I think saying, that if we, when you cite specific studies or whatever, it's like, OK, well, I'm, I'm not going to be able to re rebut that because I, I don't, right. I'm not directly familiar with that. I'm sure but that it's some, not really some of the stuff that you just said about the history of Israel or whatever. I'm sure that there's going to be people who call into question certain details about that. I'm not really educated on that. So I at least Overall, want to admit my shortcomings there. I've learned this from being canceled. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. It's Nick's general attitude. It's the fact that he's smart. He threatens the government. He threatens everything that the liberal agenda is about. And they just need to paint a picture of him that's bad. Like when I first had him on my stream, everybody was saying, no, no, no. I had him on and I, I thought he was cool. And later on my Discord, everyone was saying, no, no, no. He's a bad person, he's white supremacist. But I'm like, I talked to him and he seems fine. Everybody will try to shut out the truth because you're not supposed to hear it anymore. And I think that if we move it to the right direction, I, I genuinely right here, I'm endorsing it. I think someone like Nick Fuentes can win the presidency in 20 years. Wow. If if America does not fall apart before then, I think he has the capability. I think he believes in America. I think he believes in the people. I think he cares about the right things. And I think he sees the truth. I and think, he's also a good speaker. People could follow him. I think somebody I, I who doesn't believe so. in race mixing is going to have a hard time getting elected <laughs> to be the president. But <laughs> at the same time, I do have to admit the rabbit hole is real because if it wasn't for you and Destiny being cordial enough to sit down with Nick, then I would not have thought of him as being, you know, somebody who is safe to platform, which obviously you guys can tell that that's like part of my concern here. I've had a lot of people reaching out saying that I'm fucking crazy for even having Nick on the show. But at oh, the wow. end of the day, I think we should be able to have conversations with people we disagree on. Although I am currently wondering if this podcast is going to get taken down for Holocaust denial. Great. There's a really good chance. This is, this is not going to make it. That, I, part, I would... that part might have to get censored, which is a real shame because then where does that content go? Maybe that goes on the no jumper rumble. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would I would put some some of it on Patreon, but yeah, it's gonna get taken down. Everything that I had with Nick got um got removed or got me strikes and stuff like that. Really? So, so genuine point. If you want to keep up your channel, I, I would be careful. Does with Destiny it. make you like be careful about what you'll talk about when you stream with him? He won't let you. No, talk Destiny's about COVID fine or... because Destiny's a federal like he, he's a Fed agent liberal, so he's able to say whatever he wants with Nick because he disagrees with them. So so that they, they want you to disagree with Nick. They don't if you agree with them at any point. Right now, I, I see you guys listening to him. You're like, oh. Nick's making some good points. That's going to get you in trouble. If you call him a Nazi for the rest of the show, we can stay up. But I, I got to get going. Um, well, you think you're good, protected. I got to get going. Uh, thanks for having me on. Do you think that Destiny's posture is aggressive enough that that's why they don't feel like they have to take it down? Is because he's like arguing with them a lot? Um, I think it. I think it concerns the what, like what we talk about. Because me and well, and I don't know what Sneeko got banned for specifically. I didn't see. Uh, what was flagged? I, you know, I don't. I don't watch all of his streams to know necessarily. But um, with Destiny, I would say that um, you know it's because we never really talked about COVID. I think that's probably a part of it. Because with YouTube, there's specific things that you're not allowed to talk about. Like you can't talk about election fraud. You can't talk about COVID. And those are two things I don't. I don't know that we've ever talked about. Um, but yeah, I, I think it does have a lot to do with the fact that he pushes back. I think that. Um, insofar as you're, uh, you're, you're answering it insofar as you're, you know, like you said, aggressively, you know, combating it, then they don't consider that like advocacy, um, which is kind of fucked up that YouTube gets to decide, oh, this is your opinion. You don't get to have a YouTube. Oh, you disagree with that opinion. Okay. Then you're fine. Like if that, if censorship is reaching into that 
It's one thing to say you can't say it. I'd almost be it'd almost be better if that's how it was. Right. You can't say this thing. But they're like adjudicating. Hmm. Well, this guy doesn't believe this, so he gets to have an account. And you know that's kind of weird. That's a little bit. I think that's invasive. It, it is such a weird feeling to be having a conversation with somebody, and normally the only stuff that I'm thinking of in terms of stuff we can't show on camera is like boobs. And maybe like somebody doing drugs or Ooh. something. Like there's not that many things we really have to avoid having on camera. So it's weird to be having a conversation where I'm like, no, this idea that he's saying right here is potentially enough to get this video removed. It's a very like strange feeling. I've never really had before. Yeah, man. Yo, listen, Nick, can we talk about our good friend Tariq Nasheed? Yeah, how you feel sure. about him? Wait, so first off, did you guys have a debate at some point or or a conversation on air? No. No, okay, we've never no. talked. Wait, so I think he said during like my like interview, and he was spanking one of like your friends or somebody associated with you, and then like they got to trolling. Yeah, so like, what's your you know you know like your uh, opinion on our good friend Tariq Nasheed? Um, honestly, I'm I'm not the biggest fan. I, Why? I just think that. Um, I mean, to me, he comes across as sort of uh, disingenuous. Like, like as an example, he said that I was begging to do a debate with him on your show. I've never talked to Tariq. My people have never talked to Tariq, like my team. I mean, he's debated people I know, but so, I mean, he just straight up lied. He's like, oh yeah, that white supremacist, he's, he's been begging to debate me. It's like, that's not even true. Um, you know, that's just a bald-faced lie. And he also said that uh, that I'm like a troll and like I conceal my real views and I'm just not a serious guy. It's like, that's not true either. And, and I feel like he makes a lot of these broad assertions like that, um, just sort of flippantly. So I'm, I think he's a little bit disingenuous, but, uh, but he's funny. I'm you do give me funny. like super villain vibes right now. <laughs> Why do I give you super villain vibes? I don't know, man. There's something about you, Nick. You could see him having a <laughs> Joker arc. It's the background. I, I mean, like the Joker. Yeah. It's the background. <laughs> right. <laughs> It's kind of like the background, man. Yo, so here. Oh, we lost Sneaker. That's okay. He told you. Yeah, he laughed. Oh, he said he was leaving. Yeah. He, oh, my God. Yeah, I got distracted yeah. by TikTok. Nah, yo, Nick. So, so like, what's your take on, I guess, black folks receiving reparations? I'm against it. Um, Why? Because I think that, um, you know, I'll grant that uh, <clears throat> the Institute. First of all, I'll say, in case you guys don't, like, you know, if this needs to be said, I am against slavery, okay? I'm against the chattel slavery of black people. Obviously, it goes without saying. But just in case, because you guys are, you know, at least Adam's saying I'm a Nazi or white supremacist. I'm <laughs> nah. against that. Well, AD probably um, feels reassured to know that. Yeah, okay, good. I just want to let you know uh, explicitly. I think that there's a lot of historic injustices and wrongdoings. And, and you could say that slavery was um, bigger, like more particular, but it's just like, Who's going to pay for it? Are you going to track down the slave owners, descendants, and take the money from them and give it to the descendants of the slaves? And how do you calculate that? Uh, you know, it's it's horrible. It's a it's a horrible wrongdoing, which you know is obviously set blacks back. It's a big disadvantage that they uh, were enslaved, of course. Um, but where does that where does that start and where does that end? I mean, do you do you go to Africa and? And you hold the people that sold them into slavery accountable. I just feel like that's uh, it's just impractical. Here, so like, is your argument it's impractical? I don't understand how it's going to work, or are you against it if they could figure it out? 
I'm also against it in principle because it, the people that they would be robbing, the people they'd be stealing from to pay for that, it, at some point it involves the government is going to take money from some people and give it to other people. And that that's like the sins of the father type stuff. It's like, we're going to take we're going to take your money because of what your ancestors did. And we're going to give it to somebody else because of what their ancestors suffered. So in principle, I'm opposed to it for that as well. Yeah. I'm not an FBA, so I'm not getting any, you know, coins. Like, like, do you want to <laughs> respond back or no? Wait, so you think AD would be a recipient and you wouldn't be? Yeah. Well, I, I <laughs> definitely be would be a recipient. Yeah. I wouldn't since I'm not. I a, mean, our yeah. people was brought to this country, you know what I'm saying? Like forcefully. At the end of the day, so I mean, I do feel like you said there's a lot of um, injustice in the world. There's a lot of um, situations that we can bring up, but yeah, like we we've been pushed back, like you said. We we're still like trying to recover. We're still getting our, you know, we still ain't got our just due when it comes down to that. And I do feel like my people should get our reparations. And that's probably the thing that people really want to know about how Nick really thinks is. When you say, oh, black people are always fighting on air, on uh, airplanes or whatever, do you think that black people are fighting on airplanes because of systematic racism that set them back in terms of poverty and everything? Or do you think that that's the truth because there's something in the soul of a black person that just makes them violent, which I think a lot of people would find that to be the offensive explanation. And most people would assume you to have that opinion, right? Um, well, I wouldn't say it's your soul, but when we're talking about behavior, the question is, you've got you've got these behaviors, criminality, and if you want to say uh, pugilism, fighting is a behavior. And so the question would be, if if black people are behaving in a different way than white people generally, you know, what why is that? What would you attribute that to? And the explanation for for all of it, all the disparities between blacks and white people, liberals say, is uh, injustice. It's racism. It's bigotry. Because they assume that white people and black people in a vacuum are going to behave exactly the same, perform exactly the same, have the same capacity and faculties and so on. And so if they wind up in a different place, well, something had to happen in the middle, which was uh, discrimination, racism. They were brought up the wrong way, educated the wrong way. And I would say that it's wrong to assume that behavior is not genetic. Behavior, as we know, is genetic. Sociopathy anti-social behavior, it, there is a strong heritability for those kinds of things. And so there's a lot of different hypotheses about, you know, what, what gene is it necessarily or whatever, but we do know that anti-social behavior is genetic. Can it also be environmental? Certainly. But we also know that people have a temperament. Some people, it's just not in their temperament to fight. Would you say that's because they were taught that? We all know because we, if you know children, some children like to fight. Some children don't. Is it because they were taught that? Sometimes it's brothers and sisters by the same parents in the same school. They have a different nature. And, and you know, we could say nature is said another way. They have a different genetic makeup. And so I would say that, yeah, I, I think that why why do blacks commit 60%? It's 2021. It was actually 60%, not 50. Why do they commit 60% of the violent crime? I think because there is a genetic basis for their behavior. Um, and, you know, Africans lived in Africa for thousands and thousands of years without a lot of mixing with people on other continents. The idea that we would all behave and think and be exactly the same as groups to me is somewhat ridiculous. So, yeah, I think that, you know, there's a cultural aspect. Sure. But I also think there's a genetic aspect, too. Nick, it's not I, their soul. It's genetics. Nick, I can grow up where you grew up 
and I'll probably be just like you. You know what I mean? I'll be a whole totally different person. And you know, a lot of these, uh, a lot of a lot of black people, and you said that commit all the crimes that do all the stuff like that. Like, there's liquor stores on every corner where we come from. You know what I mean? There's there's guns being, you know conspiracy they're being smuggled in they ain't even really no conspiracy and stuff it's easier for me to get a gun illegally than it is to be legally at the end of the day and there's a lot of um you know it's a lot the school the school systems are 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 more fucked up like everything is fucked up when it comes down to that and i think like now you know you said something earlier that you know black people our issues get put to the top of the list now versus white people correct yeah he yes. says, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. No, nah, but yeah, I, I feel like a lot of things is location. A lot of things is a lack of opportunity at the end of the day. I mean, even if you look at like um something something like a Section 8, you know what I'm saying? It's like you can't have a man in the household, you know what I mean? Or with Section 8. So, I mean, a lot of these, a lot of these kids are growing up without fathers, without father figures in their system. I mean, in, in the neighborhoods and stuff like that. And there's a lot of situations, bro, that we can sit there and break down to why a lot of crime happens, why things are happening the same way. Yeah. And, and like I said, I, I think you can explain it. You know, there, there are cultural and environmental explanations for it, but notice that liberals say it's just that they refuse to even entertain the idea that there's a genetic basis for, for any of this. That, that it's racial, you know, that it's that's sort of cooked in. I'm not saying that it's all the way genetic. I'm saying that, you know, because you're right. I mean, those things are, everything you just said is true about Section 8, about, about you know, the incentive structure by these government programs, about food deserts and things. That's all true. Um, you know, but at the same time, you also look at behavior and behavior is genetic. And, and IQ is another thing where destiny and I use him as an example because he's a liberal and he's sort of on the other side. He he didn't say this on your show because, uh, Adam, you asked him, you said, you know, what do you make of the race and IQ thing? Do you think that there's a disparity in IQ? Mm -hmm. And he he skipped over that and said, well, here's why there is. He never said there is, but he believes it all the same. He believes there's a disparity in IQ. IQ is heritable. And IQ is also something that's a predictor. It's the best predictor of future success. If you look at people and you take a cross-section of a lot of different people, and you look at where they wind up, the best predictor of their success is IQ, as opposed to other envir as opposed to environmental things, other factors. That's not a perfect one-to-one, -one, but it's the best one. And IQ is a genetically heritable trait. And so he would say, well, your IQ is formed by your environment. Your behavior is formed by your environment. Everything's formed by your environment. What we're finding out with modern science is that so much is genetic. And I don't like that. It's uncomfortable. It's sad. It's tragic. It's inequality. But it is real. And if you want to understand how to help people and how to make things better, uh, you're not doing it, people any favors by saying, well, you know, you're just they just are a victim of circumstance or something like this. Um, so, cause I agree with you, those things are all adverse, obviously, but nobody, nobody will hear out the case that maybe, maybe we're not all starting from the same place to begin with, which I, I think there's a lot of evidence for that. So you're saying genetically black people are more angrier, um, or, you know, we, we have a gene in us to commit more crimes with your logic, correct? Well, it's, it's that they're more antisocial and a higher incidence of sociopathy, and uh, on average, lower IQ. And 
you look, you look at the societies that Africans form elsewhere. I think it bears this out. You know, people look at Africa. Africa is a total disaster. It's a total dump. Sub-Saharan Africa. How are you going to say and, that? We have most of the vast resources from Africa. It was also been, colonized been taken, by everybody yeah, in Europe. Yeah, they took and and taking well, everything yeah, from that. That's where I'm going with that. Okay. So, you know, <clears throat> people look at the state of Africa today, which is just unmitigated disaster, and they say, well, that's because of colonialism. Well, when the, the colonialism didn't begin until the, in the interior of Africa until the late 19th century. It wasn't until the late 19th century when there's this big scramble to colonize Africa. And when we arrived there, they didn't have written language. They didn't have two-story buildings. They didn't have complex societies. Like there's, there's, no, there's no real good record of African history other than what the Muslims or the Christians wrote in Northern Africa around the sort of West Coast because they didn't have writing. And, and I, you know, I don't say that to be ignorant. I don't say that to be funny. I'm not saying that to be a jackass. I'm saying that to mean, you know, that this is the state of development of that continent, of that people. And so in a sense, it's almost cruel then that you bring these people over into Europe, you, br you bring Africans into Europe or in America, and then they're underperforming. And it turns into, oh, well, you know, it's the government, it's the programs, it's this or that. It's like, well, the level of development wasn't very high to begin with. And I say that with compassion. I don't. I don't say that to be condescending. I say that with compassion. It's, it's unfortunate, but that's the way it was. And you know, you can't blame the government for the fact they didn't develop written language in thousands of years. You know. Well, I wish I had a better uh, counter argument to that. I'm sure there is one, but I'm not really. He's not wrong enough. I'm not really sure how to debate yeah. that. Well, you love you love to just latch on to whatever he says though. No, listen. Yeah, Flacco, I'm, I'm like actually African. Listen, I'm actually African. Flacco doesn't like black people, <laughs> right? Like I'm actually African, and he's not wrong. Wrong. Do you think there's something like inherently fucked up about African people? No, 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 maybe fucked up isn't the words to use here, but no, no, no. Right again, if you like take people who are let's say in uncivilized and bring them here and put less of like an IQ test in front of them, you know, like they'll probably do poorly on it, right? So, right, again, you know, just by default, currently, you know, like, we are somewhat be, be, behind the eight bar, right? You know, again, like, acknowledging those truths, like, don't mean it's like, you know, you know, it's currently hatred, right? You know, and, and, and like, he's telling the truth, right? As somebody who's, like, who's African, I can tell you, you know, we're currently uncivilized. But even, like, the fact that he has such an interest in it is obviously part of his overall platform being that white people are essentially superior to black people, right? Do you feel white people are superior to black people? Still, still no. <clears throat> still no. I, I don't believe that. Because I try to I get think him that, that time. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and I, I use this as an example. You know, like Kanye is my hero. And he was my hero before he put on the MAGA hat, before he started talking about the media and everything. What's your favorite album? The God Stuff got My favorite album is Life of Pablo. All right, well, favorite song of Life of Pablo? <laughs> uh, 30 Hours, or Father Stretch My Hands. Let me get a verse right now, That is a good album. Let me get a verse. I give you all the verses. I, I can name 200 Kanye songs. I know all his albums. I know all the words to it. I have Yeezy in my closet. I have a lot of it because it's expensive, but, wow. um, but I'm a fan. And I consider him a, one of the greatest geniuses alive right now. If he told me to go work for him, I would say, yes, yes, sir, Mr. West. You know, like, I would go, it, you know. Definitely how could seems you, possible. I wouldn't be at all surprised. Absolutely, yeah, at this point. <laughs> 24, <laughs> though, right? Like, like I feel yeah, like, he's a, he's a right, but like, folks kind of left forget, like, he grew up in on Kanye. Right. You know? Yeah. Fair. I did, yeah. I grew up on him. And um, and the thing is, you know, it's it's got nothing to do with interpersonal relationships. 
I get along with, with black people, with people of other races. I have a lot of friends like that. I don't have, I, you know, cause what people always say is if you talk this way, that means that you hate other people and you hate other people because they're different. They look different. They are different. And, and I, I hope, you know, maybe you guys don't believe me, but I hope it's coming across that that's not the basis of my worldview. It never has been. Like I said, I, I lived my entire life not really believing any of this or understanding any of this. And then I just read books and I, I looked at some things and I did some thinking on it. And I realized that this is why the world is the way it is. It's, you know, it's largely it's because genetics are, are, are very real. That's part of it. And that uh, racial identity is salient, meaning it's important to people. It doesn't change the fact, it doesn't mean I treat people differently. It doesn't mean I look down on people or anything like that. I have love for people, but it's just, we want to make sense of the world and inequality. Globalization is forcing lots of different kinds of people to live together. And we're having to come face to face with human inequality of all kinds. Um, you know, you go on TikTok and you'll, and this is one example, you'll scroll through TikTok and one guy will be famous on TikTok, a guy or a girl because they're just beautiful. You know, you have like a hot girl or you have a Chad guy and then you'll scroll up and you'll see someone famous on TikTok because they're like deformed, you know, because they're literally like they've got some issue or you'll see a, someone with roaches on their walls. And it's like communications, technology, all these things is forcing us to come face to face with severe, objective, immovable human inequality. And it's very uncomfortable and disturbing for people because we like to believe that we like to ignore that. We have this sort of self-help culture where it's like, you can be whatever you want. You can overcome anything. And, and we're being confronted with the fact that that's not true. Some things are just predisposed because of genetics. Some people have a longer lifespan or shorter. Some people be tall or short physically. Young, die young or die old due to genetic uh, disease factors. Some people be successful or unsuccessful because of their IQ. And this is true between individuals and groups. And it's unfortunate, but it's the way it is. And, um, you know, ignoring it is, is not helping anybody. It may make people feel better for, for a moment, but it's, it's obviously not working. Again, man, like that, again, that's definitely true. Now, listen, right, can we like move on to some more, like, you know, more, you know, lighthearted stuff? Sure. Sure. Yo, is a Nick Fontas dating somebody right now? No, I'm not. Yo, yo, uh, who's your celebrity, like, dream chick? Hmm. Megan Thee Stallion. Come on. Uh, well, <laughs> uh, Megan Thee No, not, not really. <laughs> I will say, though, I, like, I say this on my show usually to disarm people. Like, I'm not just into, I want to marry a white girl, but I'm not just into white girls. That's sort of like my sacrifice. It's my, my dream girl's actually Asian. She's a conservative. She's in the conservative movement. I don't want to name her because then she's going to get in trouble. But that's my dream girl, but it can never be. Because she's not white. Wow. And I, and I told her a that. I told story. her that. What's that? That's a real commitment right there. A true love story. That's right. Yeah. Romeo and Juliet. But true. so do you, who do you like? Like Lauren Southern or uh, Tommy Loren? Which one's hotter? Uh, I think Lauren Southern's hotter. Okay. Since the plastic surgery, <laughs> which she got, which is real. Well, I mean, that helps, you know. Yeah. Is uh, Tommy falling off? Oh, yeah. I haven't even heard of her, man. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Well, she got fired because she uh, she said she was pro-abortion. Mm. She was working for Glenn Beck. She got fired because, you know, he can't really do that. Right. So. And you want abortion and condoms to be uh, ruled illegal by the Supreme Court, right? Uh, well, 
Well, right now, the Supreme Court says the state can't make it illegal, and I want them to repeal that. I think states should be able to make it illegal. And then you'd like to live in a state where it is illegal? Where it is illegal, yes. To purchase condoms? Yes. You th- so you think more? You don't think more out-of-wedlock babies would be bad for society? Well, I think that you know that that's one way to see it. The other way to see it is that the existence of condoms creates moral hazard. It, 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 I think you may have more out-of-wedlock births with condoms because it's this idea of like a false sense of security. If you have condoms and it's basically there's no penalty or there's no consequence for having sex out of wedlock. So people do it. And then if the condom fails or if, you know, it doesn't work or whatever, uh, you know, maybe they wouldn't have had sex otherwise. We got to so. introduce him to NBA young boy. He got like 10 babies. He's like 22. He had 23 now. <laughs> you would love him. Yeah, maybe. maybe AD had a baby at 18, and if condoms weren't 20. around, he probably would have had fucking 10 by now. Probably. Probably, oh. probably 17. Probably, yeah. Does late the 20? Okay. 20 is late to have a child? In, in a hood, yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Flacco. Um, all right. Anything yeah. else? No, man. Listen, Nick, I thank you for coming, you know? Yeah, it was good to have a conversation. Yeah, I... Finally, uh, actually break bread, you know? A lot of people didn't want us to have this conversation, but we're about building bridges here. And so it was interesting to get to hear your platform. And I look forward to hearing how people shit on my responses. Yeah, yeah thanks. And I'm still working on getting Tariq. I asked him and he said, fuck no. <laughs> Hell <laughs> oh, no. Oh, really? Okay. And he says that giving him a platform for him to troll. Again, and he says that he would destroy you easily. But even giving him that like sit down is what he wants because he's going to, he he says Nick is going to embarrass himself, but that's what Nick wants to troll and you know embarrass himself. It sounds like a cope, but uh, you don't feel like you're I trolling know. at any point in this. I mean, I felt like we got a pretty straight up portrait of who you are. Yeah, I don't. I wasn't trolling. I mean, the people say I'm a troll. I I make jokes, you know, and I think people can tell when I make jokes and when I'm. But people can also discern my real views. So I wasn't troll. I mean, I didn't say anything disingenuous in this interview, if that's what you mean. Right. Yeah. So, but, well, yeah, I appreciate you having me on. It was great talking to all you guys and meeting everybody. And maybe we could get a debate together. For yeah, sure. Man. Yeah. Yo, listen, if Tariq won't do it, would you do it with uh, Riza Islam? Oh, Lord. I would yeah. love to see that. Any, yeah. Anybody. I do it with anybody. Oh, I would love to see them talk. Riza would definitely do it. I feel like you guys agree on 90, 19 keys in 99% there as well. of shit. I feel like you guys would agree on. Well, you're saying Reza Aslan? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know that guy. I don't know him personally, but I know of him. Yeah, right. totally. I mean, you definitely agree on COVID. You definitely <laughs> agree on social media. And... Oh, Jewish people? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah <that's... laughs> it actually would be unbelievable. How much... It's hard to... Like, I, I saw that, too, when I... Uh, they they never released the full thing, but at one point, Nick... Nick uh, not Nick... Nick Cannon went and did an interview with Richard Spencer, mm-hmm. and they never released it, but they, they put out, like, a little clip of it, and they seem like they're getting along pretty well. And I was thinking, like, yeah, I could totally imagine them agreeing on a lot of shit. Listen, like, we're natural conservatives, though, right? Like, as black folks, we are heavy in on the Bible, heavy on traditionalism, right? You know, we're just heavy on, you know, like, we're just conservative by nature. You know, so, but, but we've been brainwashed into thinking that, you know, there's conservatives who hate black folks, they're racist, et cetera, et cetera, right? So we've been driven into the arms of, you know, the white devil. Well, people who hate black people are pretty much 100% Republicans, right? Hell no. Well, it's, Bro, it's like a pretty safe home for people who have negative feelings for black people. 
I feel if you're on the left, you're very, very much discouraged from saying anything negative about black people. Yeah, but when they go home, oh man, you know, <laughs> you know what they tell their families. Oh man, how I just saved the Negro today. See, he's convinced that I drive home screaming the N word every night. <laughs> I don't think you're a liberal though. I beat your ass. I am a liberal. <laughs> no, you're not you. I took a political quiz the other day and it said establishment liberal. Really? Wow, like that's shocking. I was kind of surprised too, but here we are. I'm not surprised by, <laughs> by that. <laughs> it's right. those Clinton ties, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Yup, yup, yup. Real. Yeah. Oh, he knows. Okay. All right, Nick. Thank you for your time. Appreciate you. All right. Thanks. See you guys. Take, Take care, man. Thanks.